everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our? Who are we? <laughs> Heavens above, am I glad you asked. Well, my name's Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-also host. I'm Josh. Hey, Josh. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I don't know why I'm really tickled that I said heavens above. I'm heavens above <laughs> is a wonderful phrase that you have never used I've, before. I've never used, and I, I've completely thrown myself off by using it. Plowing ahead. Well, we're best friends. We've been best friends since high school. Uh, really, we were best friends before that in each of our mother's respective wombs, um, but they didn't know it, and we didn't know it. <laughs> When Harry Harry met Sally, am I wrong? But we've been best friends for a really long time. We come together once a week and we review a movie from our childhood-ish. And at the end of the episode, we give that movie a rating of either be kind and rewind or eject and reject, denoting whether it's worth your time or whether it's simply a wreck. (laughs) I guess you already asked me how am I doing, so there's really no... No true end to how we do how we move after that. That's yeah. I didn't think about that until just now. How am I doing? How <laughs> I'm never gonna ask. I'm never gonna ask. <laughs> why don't you why don't you tell them how I'm doing? Oh, Evan's doing okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. He, well, well, you were telling me uh, you were telling me that um, if I'm remembering this correctly, you had a substitute boss uh, at work. <laughs> Uh, be any and they didn't you didn't get any work done he just had you guys watch a movie uh on the mm-hmm. little rolly cart thing yeah and you guys watched the tim burton babe movie this is all a really good thing to leave in that i watched a movie at work so let's go ahead and just keep all of that in hey evan's co-workers <laughs> jesus christ um no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> What's happening? I, we've lost the thread of this thing. Yeah, we're having a hard time talking about ourselves. Why don't you just ask me how I'm doing? How God, is it so hard? Jesus, yeah, kind of. Why? It's, I never had. I you just ask me, and then I talk about me, and then you start talking about yourself. I mean, <sighs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to paint this as like I'm. A, I'm the bad person here. This is just how it works. We've Josh, been doing this. Josh, you know what? You know what I think. I think we need a rescue. I think we need yet another wonderful guest, and we just so happen to have one. Welcome to the podcast, Elsbeth Poe! Thank you so much. What a treat. Oh my goodness. What a wonderful... Elsbeth. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. Yay. See? How hard is that? <laughs> to just be a nice person. <laughs> Well, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I guess I could have asked her, but uh, how are you, Elizabeth? I'm very good. I'm very, very well. Thank you. How are you sleeping? You know, not enough, but well, I have very good dreams, so. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I don't want to sing. No, I'm just kidding. They're great. I just have very vivid dreams, and they're fun and exciting, and I tend to remember them in the morning, so. Do you keep a dream journal? I really should, but Mm. I tend to just tell my husband, who also has very vivid dreams, and we just recreate our dreams in the morning to each other. 
Nothing so the, the both of you just like lay in bed wildly hallucinating and twitching a la the matrix <laughs> and then you wake up in the morning and you just look at each other and you're like do you want to hear what i had for supper in my dream yes 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 that's exactly what it's like well, so the way that you said it it sounds like you, there might be a little bit of like acting out of these dreams a little bit of an interpretive, interpretive play yeah. Wow, this is very... We're asking Elspeth more personal questions than we've <laughs> ever asked anybody in the history of this podcast. You know what, Elspeth? We're just... We're happy you're here. Thank you so much for being here. And sp- speaking of dreamlands and sequences mm. and whatnot, mm. you want to tell the fine folks what you chose for us to watch this week? Absolutely. Uh, we watched... Return to Oz. Oh my God! Return mm-hmm. to Oz. What Oz? Like, is in the Wizard of Oz? Certainly. Oh my God! It's a dark fantasy film written and directed by Walter Murch, um, starring Nicole Williamson. We got Gene Marsh. We got Piper Laurie. We got Feruza Balk. Nineties. Emo muse, <laughs> Feruza Balk. I just, I just can't help yeah. but see the craft. Like, oh yeah, I watch this movie. Yeah, and American History X. Oh, was she I in that too? I haven't. I haven't oh seen yeah, one, she's the Nazi, the Nazi girlfriend. Oh Jesus Christ! Ugh. Yeah, yeah Dorothy that, that Gale boy. is Edward Norton's Nazi girlfriend. That movie is a hard watch, Josh. I don't know that I can. Oh. that I can recommend oh, yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Josh. Are, are you ready with a with a synopsis of Return to Oz? You know, Let the folks know what I, we're what we're talking about. Yeah, I actually am this week. Uh, let's see. Is there any fun trivia? This was actually the third feature length sequel to The Wizard of Oz. The first was a live action film called The Wonderful Land of Oz, nineteen sixty nine. The second was an animated feature, Journey Back to Oz. Are you, either of you familiar with those? I've ne- mm-hmm. no, I've never heard of those. I've never even heard of this one. Quite an expanded universe, though. Yeah. Let's see. I like the length of this one. Uh, That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Sean Ryan wrote this one, so maybe that is. Ooh, thank you, Sean. Uh, it has been six months since Dorothy has returned home from only six months? Wow. Yeah, and then, yeah. I guess that makes sense. It has been six months since Dorothy has returned from Oz, and she still cannot sleep. Ugh, I feel that. She has been going on about imaginary places and people so much that Auntie M takes her to see a doctor. She promptly escapes from the mental hospital and wakes up in Oz, where her pet chicken, Belina, can now talk. There she meets a whole new bunch of friends, and they set off to rescue the Scarecrow from the evil Gnome King, who has found her ruby slippers and used them to lay waste to the Emerald City and take over Oz! Ooh... Well, thank you for that that wonderful synopsis, Sean, as read by by Josh. Um, Elsbeth, do you want to you want to tell the folks what your so you chose this movie this week? Is this one from your childhood? What's your background with this movie? Yes this this was one of my all time favorite movies as a kid. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I had the VHS. Tape of it, then watched it over and over and over again with my big brother. And, uh, yeah, I think it was very formative for me, actually. <laughs> I hadn't seen it for about 10 years, and rewatching oh, really? it 
Yeah, it was very exciting to uh, to really realize that it, it had made a profound difference in my life. I I know that this is this is a first time meeting for uh, you and Evan, yeah. but me and you have some history, uh, Elizabeth. We went to college together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both shared party houses at that time, mm-hmm. if not rival party houses for for a while. <laughs> and we coordinated dates for we things. Co- we, yeah, it yeah. was it was joint custody, but yeah. I was a, I was a little <laughs> like I'm the king of the party house, and so anytime there was a party over there, it's like I'm the queen. are more people coming to my party? <laughs> Who? Yeah, there was like a birthday thing. Yeah, I feel like there was like a birthday thing. It's because we have a bunch of March birthdays one year, and it was like I was throwing something and you guys were throwing something. I really just want to use your time of you talking (laughs) about the podcast as me just kind of venting my frustrations as the party king once again. (laughs) I was the king of the blue house. I ruled those parties. I actually would get really sad when like only like forty people would show up. (laughs) Like, why isn't there seventy? Yeah, we threw some good parties. I know theater people. Anyway, uh, I you know I've I've spent uh, you know we took classes together. We did sh- uh, I don't, yeah we did one show together. But I can't help but see this movie and like feel like like I I associate this movie with you hardcore. Hmm. Really, like, everything that I see in it because I've seen I feel like I saw this movie in college for the first time mm-hmm. and i want to say you might have been yeah involved with i, I that probably culture. was the one who made you watch it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I, that i mean i i that sounds right to me but yeah. like i just remember watching because like the first time that i met you like i remember going into like before you lived at uh the blue house you had you were at another place and i remember going in your room and it was like a Baz Luhrmann set. There's, it's, it's beautiful and everything is like... So, like, and you opened up this book that you had that was a storybook that you made, like, about, like, yourself or somebody else. And I was like, oh, my God, this person is, like, whimsy and magic in wow. a human form. So, and, like, this movie... And, I, and I, like, so now I, like, think... When I think of this movie, I'm like, it's... A, oh, Elspeth. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear. That- Oh, this is a this episode is a little bit too positive. We need to how, how do we tear it down? Um, I don't know. That's usually my job, and I don't want to. Josh, you look great. <laughs> Good job. Shoot. You're doing a great job at this. Um, well, yeah, my history with this movie is I, I never knew that it existed. I'm I'm still one of the you know I'm I'm one of the people like most people I feel like who. Grew up watching The Wizard of Oz every year. It would always come on around the holiday times, which is odd because it's not a holiday movie. Like, it's not a Christmas movie. Um, it feels kind of like Thanksgiving, fall. <laughs> yeah, but the, exactly. It feels that yeah. way, but why? Like, the, none of the themes in the movie are, um, you know, are, are any of that. And I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Kansas City. So, you know, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. That was always like a thing that I that I dealt with growing up after moving to California. I'm curious, like Elspeth, I know that you, like you said that this was like your quintessential movie. Like, what role did the Wizard of Oz play in like all of this? Yeah, you know, was it in the context of this, or or was it like instead of? It was definitely instead of for me. I think wow. I'm I'm way more drawn to things that have a very dark side, and this is way darker than the original oh for sure what he's fucking with you (laughs) okay i'm like did you watch it 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, my my grandma and my mom love the original Wizard of Oz, so I definitely watched that with them. But I think Return to Oz was like my brother and my favorite movie. My, my brother loved horror movies when he was a teenager, so I think this was like uh-huh. his way of moving towards that. So he was probably oh, the one who introduced me to this oh, one. Oh, that makes so that's much such sense. That's such a beautiful. That's such a beautiful compromise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. a very good meet in the middle. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah. And I do. I just love children's stories that are creepy. Like, mm. obviously made for children, but they are dark and twisted. I feel like it's like Victorian fairy tales were oh, much yeah. darker, you know? And yeah, yeah. I, maybe yeah. I was born in the wrong time frame or much something. More ca- much more cautionary. Like, yeah. there was a purpose to it. Yeah. In terms of production back history, um, it wasn't wasn't a whole lot to it other than you know Disney actually bought the the film rights to because it was MGM who made the original Wizard of Oz and then Disney bought the film rights to um, the Oz books back in the fifties um, because they mm. they wanted to make they wanted to make a live action film Rainbow Road to Oz which never happened. Um, so back in 1980 is when they started uh, kind of thinking about making another another movie. Um, and this movie came out in 85. Uh, mixed reviews with critics. They liked some of the effects and the performances, but they, they really critiqued the kind of dark content and the more twisted visuals, which is, yeah, is really yeah. interesting because I, I feel like, and we'll, we'll probably get more into this in the second half, but like, I don't. I don't think of Disney when I think of movies like The Labyrinth or Dark Crystal or Never Ending Story. Like I never think of Disney kind of going down this dark, darker. Who was this route. marketed towards? I, like that's a good question. Me? Yeah, it's <laughs> Elspeth. <laughs> marketed so like, towards okay, well, Elspeth I, and her brother, and that's me it. Me and Alex. I was at. The, I, yep. I was at the mall in Davis, California, and there was this little girl. <laughs> She just had this sparkle in her eyes, and I went, "I want to write movies for her." I'm a mu- movie executive in the in the ni- in the nineties, eighties, eighties, or well, nineties. Actually, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much nineties. I don't know if Elizabeth is the same age as us or not. But I, I'm um, not. No, it came out before I was born, like four years. Before oh, okay. So you're about the same age as us. We're we're both. Yeah. So you were, yeah. So, but uh, mm-hmm, when this movie 89. came out, then like when this movie came out, like what? Ha- yeah, I think people just weren't weren't really like expecting it. Because I'm sure and, and parents took their kids. Yeah, but and especially when you think about the original source material, and then like it had been around long enough because the original Wizard of Oz came out in '39, and then this came out in '85. So like that one had been around long enough for generations to have seen it. So it's like it's in the zeitgeist. So. To then have Disney be like, we're going to spend all this money on making, like, a sequel. I'm sure people were like, oh, yeah, I want to go see that. And then they saw it and they were like, what the fuck was that? Because <laughs> yeah. the, the movie poster, like, the advertising for it is pretty, like, it, it kind of yeah, plays fantasy. it as. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it almost feels like the original. Like, they don't really show, like, the wheelers, which we'll get into. Yeah, uh-huh. right. All that other dark stuff. So I think it seems like just another kids movie. I think people just didn't know what to expect. Like they they didn't know really what they were seeing. So hence the because I had some reservations about it because I'd never seen it, and then I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score was like fifty three percent, and I was kind of like, oh boy, here we go. 
um, you know, another another 80s, 90s movie that is, is going to be a slog to get through. But um, but if if neither of you have any other interesting historical back history, I think we should take a break and then we'll get into our current experience of watching Return to Oz. Let's do it. Hey y'all, season three is here and we are extremely proud to now be sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading platform for audiobooks. If you're listening to this podcast, we know you love having entertainment shoved into your ear holes. And Audible has a nearly endless catalog, including podcasts, theatrical performances, comedy, and Audible originals you won't hear anywhere else. Download Audible on the platform of your choice to listen to titles on or offline. You can even listen on one device and resume listening on another device at the exact same spot. Want to listen to the audiobook of Matilda by Roald Dahl, featured on episode 36? Of course you do. Then visit audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for a free trial. You'll be supporting the show and getting your nostalgia fix. Once again, that's audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for your first free audiobook. Thanks, loyal listeners. All right, now let's get back to the show. Well, so welcome back, everybody. Oh uh, this is uh, we're talking about uh, Oz the Great and Powerful with uh, what's his name? Eel Eel Beef. Oh, God, that was another terrible. Elsbeth. Hi. Elsbeth's <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Okay, we're <laughs> we're back. We're back from the break. Elsbeth, um, so you had said that it's been a while, like it's been at least ten years since you've seen this movie. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, I realized it's been almost exactly ten years since the last time I saw it. Okay, so tell it tell us about it. Like, what did you watch it with your husband? How did, did. how did you watch it? Yeah, how did you imbibe uh, the film? We have a entertainment system in our uh, bedroom, so we watched Ooh. it there. Okay, nice. nice. This is a snuggle movie. It was a snuggle movie. And I have to admit. That I did fall asleep, not because it was boring, but because I was tired. But because oh, you're, I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know if anybody's admitted that they fell asleep during the. Okay, but that is like if you know how often I sleep and how easy it is for me to fall asleep, then I do it means this. nothing. <laughs> I can literally <laughs> fall asleep anywhere in any position at any time. Oh, I'm so jealous of yeah. people that are like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. So did did you go back and like watch the rest of it, or were you like, I you know did. what, I remember it enough? I did. Okay. I went okay. back and rewatched it the next day. Yeah, nice. But, I nice. mean, it was only like the second half. I made it through the first half. Nice. Uh, most important question on the podcast: Did you eat anything while you were watching the movie? Oh, popcorn for sure. Oh, serious snack. Hey, yeah. Okay. I don't know if anybody's ever actually. That's the most classic. Yeah. Has anybody ever said popcorn? <laughs> Nobody has ever said popcorn, but that is. Well, this definitely... is usually driven off by me, and like I'm anti-food. What? When it's snacking. Josh, that's not healthy. What do you mean you're anti-food? You, you are need, you pretty eat much food. always eating. No, I mean I meant like food that, like I'm eating like pickles and. Oh yeah, you and... eat. Josh eats like cottage cheese. Yeah, he Josh eats like <laughs> Jack Lalanne or something. He's like, I'll eat a bell pepper and uh, and some vermouth and 
just so <laughs> weird with your snacks. On this podcast, Elsbeth, one time he drank oat milk and um, lemon San Pellegrino. Oh. Yeah, and it didn't okay. work. It curdled. No. Wait, you put them together? Yes, he put them together. I thought you were just like double fisting them. <laughs> well, what's what's worse? I guess putting I them together is worse because it's going to yeah. curdle in the glass as opposed to curdling yeah. in your stomach. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Look, <laughs> look, the person that invented penicillin, everybody thought he was fucking crazy. Like, she. Here's this idiot waving her. She. Fuck. Uh, is just waving around a <laughs> stick like with some fungus on it. That's like one of the most famous ones. It. It's Marie Curie. I How do you forgot. not know this? You get it. I, my mind is just so... There's, it's all taken up by 90s movies now. I'm forgetting everything. <laughs> You're not going to be able to join my wife and I at Feminist Summer Camp next year. Oh, I want to go. <laughs> oh, dude. You should listen... T- hey, plug for the most recent episode. You can hear all about Feminist Summer Camp on the most recent episode. Oh, Ali- I did, and I want to go. Oh, dude, we should go. I don't know. What am I, I talking about? I want to go. About? Let's go. Elizabeth, you are too nice and friendly. Alive? We have to. No, you're not. Because you forgot about Marie Curie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Josh. That's all right. I accept my fate. No, no, no. We have to share. We have to learn together. Together is the way forward. So so it has been a while since you've seen it. Um, how did yeah. it hold up? So I love this movie. And as a kid, I watched it over and over and over again. And it is so strange. It is full of peculiar characters. It's this magical adventure. And it's also really creepy. And I think just the combination of whimsy and wacky and slightly horrorish um, that combination just, I, I loved it. And I think it brought those elements of who I am out watching it now, 10 years later, I can really see like, wow, this was a really formative movie for me. I think that having a strong female lead character who goes on this adventure and she's just like really loving and loyal and, um, and it, there's just unsuspecting twists and turns that I found so lovely and different. Like there just weren't any other movies like this around. And I, I love it. And I love the opportunity to show it to people who haven't seen it because it is so strange. And I think it really kind of captures something about who I am and who I've become. It's like, it's okay to be totally fucking different and weird. Um, so yeah, I think it was a really big imprint in my life in a strange way that maybe I wouldn't have ever realized had I not rewatched it now. Has your husband I- seen it? He had never seen it before. What, I'm curious what time. he thought about it. Uh, so when I asked him, he said, well, that was disturbing. And that was his first take. <laughs> and then yes. he said, well, your love of sci-fi and fantasy now makes a lot more sense knowing this was your favorite movie wow, as a kid. This is and then he said, I but why don't you like horror happens. movies? Mm, you couldn't get quite but this isn't far. really a horror this yeah. isn't really a horror movie. No, I don't know, it's man, just, it's pretty scary. It's just incredible. You know what? I don't know if. I mean, this is just me, but I don't know if this movie is scary so much as it's just deeply unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's there's a there's a big difference there yeah. because they're not really going for jump scares. It's just like totally. your choices of art in mm. this movie are like what, what's going on in that brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I definitely found myself thinking that like who thinks of this? Like who who on earth would would think of this? Um, Josh, what what did you think when you were watching it? When I watched this the first time, I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Uh, especially the the wheelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is something very like it's very like Cirque du Soleil, but like there it fucked up. It, is, wait, wait, you know what? Actually, before I get into that, is this? Is this canon in the Wizard of Oz like mm-hmm. So thing? the the book series, yes. Like this story? Yes. It's so different from Wizard of Oz. Is, is this because, really just It's because there's a whole series of books. So they mm-hmm. took elements from the books and and made it into this. So it's, okay, it's well, not how, okay. it's not actually like so technically it isn't an official sequel of the MGM original. Um, the uh-huh. MGM original is kind of its own thing, and then this is based on the the book. So anything that Disney has come out with that's like Oz the Great and Powerful or this movie, um, like it's all kind of a different. It's it's technically in a different canon, if that makes sense. Sure. Sure. And, you know, this 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 is almost exactly like when we did uh, Baron von Munchausen, yeah. uh, which, Elspeth, you were all I talked about this in the, the episode we were in, Justin, but that uh, I'm just gushing about Elspeth. <laughs> but uh, the Wild Oats, like that's yeah. another one that like I really like specifically think about like you and Justin. But mm-hmm. uh, like that movie and this movie like share a similar like. Yeah. I experienced them in college, mm. and when I experienced them the first time, I like got that whole like, "Oh my god, this is so weird," but I love it. <laughs> Where this time, since I kind of knew it was coming, because I, I remembered most of it, uh, I was just able to kind of like sit and watch it and like pay attention without like kind of having to deal with the shock of what I'm looking at. Oh, okay, nice. Do, and do you think it holds up? Like, uh, what do you think of it? Oh my god, I could not like this movie more. Yeah. I I mean this is also my my this is I mean you know this Evan but my tastes in movie don't dip into like like the type of fantasy that this is which is like storybook fantasy that's just not what I grew up on it's not typically what I go for but this is the very clear entryway mm. if somebody was to get inside my mind and go how do we trace all these movies together and get to storybooks <laughs> that's how they would get there is this movie because it's it's really fucking uneasy yeah. and creepy mm-hmm. and all the every character in this yeah they try to what is what are they doing to this kid in the beginning of the movie? It's oh, like dude. here's Dorothy, but we're gonna like, <laughs> and here's crazy. electricity, but yeah. we're gonna give her shock therapy. Like yeah. that's oh, how this all gets kicked off. Yeah, that's how they start it. <laughs> yeah, this movie is is it's wild. Yeah, I I definitely. I mean, you know, you you both have already done a good job of describing what you know. If you if you like this kind of a movie, then you're probably gonna like this movie. Um, and I, I, so I intentionally didn't watch any trailers. I didn't, I didn't do anything Good. beyond just looking at like the 53% Good. on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, because I, I don't know why I just was like, you know what? I just want to be totally surprised by this one. Sometimes, most of the time I do watch a trailer. Um, but for whatever reason, I, I just start and Morgan, my wife had never seen it before. Um, and so we both just went in totally blind. Um, and oh my God, we, we both just were like, Holy shit! 
what is happening <laughs> with this Oz situation? Um, and especially the very beginning with the EST. And my my wife is a she's a psychiatric social worker, so she's had to study like these kinds of things, like what the impact of you know EST has been on people. Um, and like how they used to do it, like the historical way they used to do it. And it's just totally brutal and, and kind of crazy that, that human beings were like, well, we've had electricity for like 20 years. Let's start putting it into people's brains. <laughs> like it's well, so absurd. There's something so sinister about yeah watching it in this movie because they really shake this up as like this is something that's gonna help this little girl and like let's make it fun for her. But they're like fucking yeah, it's it's brain. totally yeah. But and the tone of it is all serious and like I was I was totally getting never ending story vibes from the very beginning mm-hmm. of this movie um, and really throughout the whole movie it was it was very much like yeah I guess it's a kids movie. Um, but those kids are going to grow up and shop at Hot Topic a lot. Um, so. <laughs> Elspeth, did you sh- did you shop at Hot Topic? Hey, I had a studded belt. All right, I'll admit it. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, did you have a checkerboarded studded belt? <laughs> I, it was not checkerboarded. It was Aww. all silver. But it was like God. the three layers. It was thick. Did you was, chime was, in with the haven't you people ever heard of? <laughs> <laughs> I only went to two of their concerts, okay? Wearing a Just studded belt, yeah. <laughs> Um, Elizabeth, that was that was that was my weakness in like middle school and high school. Just anybody oh. wearing a studded belt. Mm-hmm. Um, do do either of you have any favorite moments from the movie? Uh, a, a moment that I had completely forgotten about that brought me so much joy was Please. was the Gnome King's reveal of the ruby slippers. Yes. <laughs> yes. I had completely such... forgotten about it when that happened. Morgan was kind of like at that point of the movie Morgan was kind of looking at her phone and kind of watching the movie but then yeah just this gray rock man just peeks out and these two little ruby slippers come out (laughs) she was like this movie is incredible (laughs) (laughs) oh man Josh what about you any moments that stood out I think my favorite you know I had a lot of favorite just little bits and moments. Uh, but I think my favorite of all of them isn't really like that the scene was so great, but that the end of this movie, like when we talk about like deus ex machina, Mm -hmm. like literally an egg allergy (laughs) is what, what, uh, brings this whole movie to a crescendo. Everybody's going to die. The stakes could not be higher. And it's true. Like they keep making this big deal about the chicken, which I think is just so, yeah, the whole movie you're like, why does he hate chickens? He accidentally gets an egg in his mouth and then he literally, it's not. It's like they're poison, but it's like no nah, poison you could deal with. This just straight up instantly kills you. It's. I mean, it's just like the first movie, and there's so many crossovers with the. I guess that's with true. the first movie where it's like water, really, like that. And they don't the really thing? set that up. At least in this, they set it up as like, oh, they're really scared of chickens. Like with the first movie, they're just like, yeah, they're just. Oh, all of a we know we didn't bring up that water is a thing, but uh, I guess it kills witches. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's in the. I don't know if it's in the books or not, but. Um, yeah, for for me, I would have to say favorite. Oh God, this movie has so has so many good moments and and is just so good. 
overall, but um, probably my favorite favorite moment was any time there would be claymation with the rocks. Mm-hmm. Like every time oh from God. the very beginning when the rock was like telling the Gnome King what was happening, like I rewound it two times because I was like, what are they doing? That is so interesting and cool. And when they, when the like the hands peel back mm-hmm. the doorway so that for the people to go to the menagerie to guess for their friends, like Morgan and I were like, yeah, we can see why they just reused that exact same animation like four times <laughs> because it's extremely mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah. And very like the labyrinth too. That part reminds me of the labyrinth a lot. Yeah, that was, was this, to me, that was, was the best after part the labyrinth, of the right? uh, One year after, I believe. Lab- or, okay. No, you know what? Actually, let me double check that. Um, uh, I mean, this has got a no, lot of like Labyrinth Jim came out, vibes to it. Labyrinth mm-hmm. came out the next year, um, and Never Ending Story was the year before. This was the period of time for like macabre kids mm-hmm. stories. Yeah, kind of yeah. creepy kids stories. Well, and you've got um, you've got one of the hens. You've got Jim Henson's son playing um, Jacko. Wait, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Jack Pumpkinhead. Yeah, pumpkin head. Man. Yeah, that's Jim Henson's son. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Like, is that <laughs> wait? <laughs> it's not. Why not? Just just because he's like royalty, or because he's actually an actor? I don't know anything about Jim Henson's son. Uh, he's yeah, done he's done lots of puppet voices. Yeah, Brian yeah. Henson um, is wow. is Jack Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Um, well, all right, folks. Well, we're we're getting to about that point where we're we're ready to rate. I don't I don't think any of our audience is going to be surprised <laughs> how we rate this, but let's go through the motions. Elsbeth, you are our wonderful esteemed guest. Would you give 1985's Return to Oz a be kind and rewind or an eject and reject? Oh, be kind and rewind, certainly. Hmm. Why? <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's yeah. just yeah. Why it's not? So, <laughs> it's so great, and I I actually have to say I think when I rewatched it, I realized where my deep love of chickens was born. Oh. Um. I have now eight chickens, and when I was a kid, I had a puppet chicken that I would carry around with me. It was like life size chicken puppet, and it had oh, a wow. stick that you would grab underneath to move its head around. And I'm like, whoa, that, that was totally born from this movie. Josh. Definitely worth it. What do you think? Be kind of rewind or eject and reject, baby? I'm going to give this a uh, b- better than the Wizard of Oz award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's how far you take. You actually think it's better than the Wizard of Oz. Well, as a, like, if we're really breaking down script how it shot like all those things no Mm, uh i mean i i don't i don't i don't think we could i don't think i could make that argument it's hard to but in terms of yeah yeah i mean it's also hard to compare uh, really even though they're both the same characters like i mean that first movie was um it was one of the first color it was the first color movie oh okay yeah Yeah. so it it was groundbreaking in its own sense it was a trailblazer but no, I would I would watch this movie uh, over Wizard of Oz any day of the week. Wow, nice! It is 
It is, it is, uh, I mean, like I said, I, in, in the realm of story, like storybook fantasy with like that Jim Henson kind of creepiness, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think anything else really is this fun or this entertaining or this weird, which is just like, <laughs> that's my brand. Yeah. That's my brand. So sign me up. Sign me up for another one. <laughs> A return to return to Oz. Um, yeah, yeah, same cast, same cast. <laughs> same. They all bring it back for Zabok too. Nickel Williamson yep. unfortunately passed away, um, but uh, but that's okay. We can just do claymation of him. Um, I'm definitely gonna also give this a, a be kind and rewind. I um, we watched Labyrinth for the podcast, um, and I didn't like Labyrinth, and mm-hmm. I. Don't think I'm gonna like like that. Me that makes me believe I'm not gonna like the Dark Crystal. Um, I I really liked Never Ending Story, so I'm kind of like hit or miss with these kinds of movies. Um, but this isn't really your your like I the stuff that you grew up. Yeah, with. I never grew up with with things that were like dark and creepy. My my parents were a little bit more like. Um, I was a little bit more sheltered growing up and only as I've gotten older, I think like when I was, um, when I was a teenager, uh, I, I watched some more like dark stuff and I realized like, oh, I really like kind of macabre, um, things. I, I still don't like horror, but I kind of like things that flirt with horror a little bit. Um, and this, this one is really like right there. I, I really like mm-hmm. the tone of it. Um, I, I actually like it. In contrast to The Wizard of Oz, I like that there's like two sides to this coin. Um, and I really like that they have like all the analogs of like, well, we don't have Tin Man, but we've got TikTok. Well, we don't have Scarecrow, but we've got, you know, Pumpkinhead. Um, I thought that that was so. We don't have the Cowardly Lion, so we've got, of course, <laughs> what was it? A moose a head. Gump, on a, yeah. on a, a gump, a <laughs> green a moose head on yeah. a, on a, on a, on a, like a couch. <laughs> yeah. It's it, very Eeyore. Yes, but also Very his Eeyore. role is just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm gonna fall apart at any second. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. I love that it had all of those elements to it. So, definitely a, a be kind and rewind. Um, Elsbeth, do you, do you have any recommendations for what folks should watch, uh, maybe as well as this movie or instead of this movie? Yeah, well, I mean, I think a, a lot of my favorite movies from my childhood, which anyone, if anyone likes these movies, like the Roll Doll. Uh, oh, films yes. like Matilda or The yep. Witches or James and the Giant Peach. Those have a very similar type of darkness to them, um, yes. mm-hmm. but very fantastical. I think uh, Adam's Family, Beetlejuice, those type of, of creepy but directed towards children type movies. If you like those, you'll definitely like this movie. Nice. Yeah, and this one's really off the radar too. Yeah. So it's a nice little yeah, it's a nice little surprise. This one is not well known, so you can definitely get your uh, your hipster punch card checked by recommending this one. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, for for me, the the movie that probably is is responsible for getting me into um, more creepy fantasy stuff that like um, it has kids. Although this movie is definitely not for kids. Uh, is Pan's Labyrinth. Mm, um, mm-hmm. 
that movie for me, I, I worked in a movie theater when it came out. So I watched it just a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, and we also, we had to refund so many tickets for that movie because people went into it thinking that it was going to be like um, puppets and fun and <laughs> whatever. Like the way that it was advertised was definitely like, this will be fun for your kids to come and see. Um, no, 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 no. And in the very first, if you've never seen that movie before, spoilies, in the first five minutes, a man gets brutally murdered with a full glass bottle to the face. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so this yeah. one is, you know, leave the kids at home. Josh, another week, uh, I'm going to ask you, no? No, uh, Robocop 2. No, but besides <laughs> that... Uh, Elspeth, I, I owe it every week I ask Josh if he has a recommendation, and he never does, and sometimes he gets mad I at think, me well, <laughs> for even asking him. <laughs> hence, I don't know. It's, hence the trepidation. It's, yes, this is this is my role on this podcast, to <laughs> continuously say Robocop 2. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I mean, Elspeth already said all the ones that I would kind of recommend. The one that sticks out for me the most out of those is James and the Giant Peach. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Only because it of those kind of roll dolls, it feels particularly like we're leaning into like the kind of macabre nature of this without stepping into horror because it's about spiders and like. Yeah, it's got bugs and I don't stuff. Know, in it. Like we actually watched that one recently. They, Morgan and I did. They've got to. They've got to deal with like starvation mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, like child abuse. And, well, that's like all of the role dolls. But that's true. Uh, <laughs> that's so true. Well, again, thank you, Elizabeth, for for being here. We really appreciate it. We'll definitely have to have you back. Um, do you oh, want to tell the to. Do you want to tell the folks where they can find you, or you want you want to plug anything? Yeah. So. Um... I volunteer and help organize for a group called Food Not Bombs, and we are located all over the world in almost every major city, and really it's just a group of people who get together once or twice a week, sometimes more depending on where you are, and provide meals for people who need meals. And if you're a person who's ever thought of wanting to feed the homeless but not knowing how to get involved or thought it had to be through a church group, it does not. Almost every major city has Food Not Bombs. Look it up. Get involved. We always need people to pick up food, cook, clean, serve. Uh, It's just it's an amazing way to give back to your community and really feel like you're involved and making a difference. Uh, And as always, Black Lives Matter. Keep showing up to protests. It's really important. don't lose momentum in that it's an ongoing battle and we need to show up. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Well, thank you again. And thank you all loyal listeners for listening to another episode of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Um, our artwork is done by Kersey Barrett Torme. You can find her at Made by Kersey, K-E-R-S-E-Y on Instagram. Um, the all original music and audio mixing and sound editing is done by yours truly, Evan Crockett. And Josh, you want to tell the fine folks how they can support the podcast? You can find us on Patreon. Uh, uh, Patreon slash tapes, tapes, tapes. Uh, if you like this podcast, you want to support us to keep making them, keep bringing guests on. Uh, that's the way you can do it. Uh, we've got a couple of tears you can throw some bones and, mm-hmm. uh, we've got some cool things that, uh, that you can get from them. One of them including merch. Uh, if you want, if you want to sport, you know, we're the new Supreme, 
Tapes, tapes, we, tapes. We are the new branding Supreme. on anything, and it's cool. <laughs> uh, so you can find us on there. Um, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, that's it. You're done. <laughs> well done. Oh, I also, yes. uh, I'm going to take a moment to shout out uh, Improv is Dead, which is another podcast uh, that started here in Chicago by a good buddy of mine, Dan White and Tim Lyons. Uh, go listen to that podcast. I'm just going to do a free plug for them. Oh, They're nice. interviewing all the improvisers that you know are here in Chicago after the fallout of pretty much all of these major uh, you know schools and theater places that are no longer performing uh, and it's such a good podcast go go give it a listen to them yeah. especially if you like improv improv is dead check them out looks like you can find them anywhere that you can find us Apple iTunes Spotify Stitcher all those wonderful places well guys gals and non-binary pals thank you again for listening we love you we mean it And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.